We finish with all the technicalities. If you go to Periches, Pasuk Lamed, Gidon Hayushivim Banam Yetzi Yerecha Kinashem Rabbis Hayaloi Upalakshoi Asher Bishchem Yodulo Gamhi Ben Vyasam Eshemoi Avimelech. So now you have 71. The good news is that the 70 brothers, number 70 is never a coincidence. And Machlek is Abhidon Lacham in Sanhedrin, how large a Sanhedrin is regularly in terms of the Sanhedrin Agadol. Abid holds 70, we Paskin 71. Here you had 70 plus 1 for that grand total. So this could have been a very functioning government, not that they all were Sanhedrin material. It doesn't sound like Avimelech was. They certainly had some issues, but there was no need for the regular official standing government of Avimelech that we know. Gidon was offered the Malchus for him and his children. He turned it down. It made sense. They were a well-known, capable, well-to-do and influential family. So why not have the 70 children help out for whatever administrative needs there are in getting things done, which would have been the case had Avimelech not received this, I can't say help because that's a positive word, but uh, this insidious uh, help that he's going to get from his mother's family in Shechem and his designs that he wants to be an all-powerful ruler and wants to get rid of all the competition. None of this is necessary. We alluded to the fact last week that there is discussion why indeed was he called Avimelech. He took it as a premonition, reshus, command, destiny, call it what you want, that he's supposed to be the king. It's way off for many different reasons. Primarily, if there's 70 other people doing the job, or even if none of them are doing the job, but there's no need for the job, then the fact that your name happens to be Avimelech has very little shaykhis. Interesting historical question. Why is father named him that? No. So we had the beginning of Rus, uh, Elimelech, who was a, a far, far better person in terms of the Madregas and the uh, potential everybody has. But he also, a light of Omalchus, he betted on that and he uh, assumed and figured nothing can go wrong. Kerech also had that issue. So before anybody darshans the Ramazim and names, it probably behooves them to check with an objective third party to see if this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is at all not what he's supposed to be doing, and they're going to be tremendous uh, averis, the averis chamuris and atrocities that are going to take place very soon. All in the name, if you'd ask him, he was otherwise shemitar mitzvahs, that we know because else they couldn't even be Machlixi Shainim, is he named as a Shefet, although the uh, lowest of them, um, if he is on any list. But we don't have any Raya that he wasn't, aside from this uh, huge issue. And Mamela, he would answer the question. You'd interview him. He'd say, yeah, my father named me Avimelech. I was thinking about it for a long time. And I'm obviously very qualified. And it could be he had many good qualities of leadership, and therefore it's obvious this is what it's for, that last part. 
the maskana is always the problem. Uh, the Havaminas and the Rayas, we have to explain because you have to know Pshat and Navi, and we're not talking about a person who didn't have talent and wasn't intelligent and wasn't named Avimelech. All those one plus one plus one doesn't equal three. And the Pelegish aspect, let's just uh, finish off, we mentioned last week the Machlekes Vishenim. The Rambam hold Pelegish is Usr for anybody except for the Melech Yisrael. He wasn't even getting involved. He was the son of a Pelegish. Gidon didn't want to be Melech. So this is one of the many kashas in Kalev and Pelegish Begiva that we saw last week in the Kesem Mishnah. And the Rabbah and other Bishayim say that, no, it's mutter. It wasn't that common. Neither was polygamy in general. You had to be able to afford it, and there, was a, there had to be a need for it. But it's mutter even for a commoner. And the Rambam says it's only mutter for a king. Uh, the Sefer Mikna, some people called the Makna and Yeshiva. It's named after the Pusik, by the way. It's called Sefer HaMikna. That Pusik should sound familiar from Yermia. Remember, they wanted to take over Israel. The enemies were coming in, and the real estate was uh, dropping as an understatement. It was all falling apart. And Yermia was told to start acquiring and making deals to show Klai Yisrael that there's going to be a future and a better tomorrow. So um, Sefer HaMikna is after that Pusik. So the Pusik, the Nakudis, is uh, Mikna. So it's, the Rav of Frankfurt is uh, one of the Rabbeim of the Chassam Sefer. And he has a fascinating mahalach. We're not going to see it inside because it's going to take up a week or two. And it's a very, it's very fascinating lumdus. But for now, we just have to know that the Pelegish is mutter if Gidon took a Pelegish. And we have to figure out what the Pratt and the Rambam is. Rabban says it's a right Pelegish is mutter. And the Rambam but the Sefer Mikna would say that there is a, there's two gears to this Machlech Yishayinim, what's perceived as Machlech Yishayinim, whether a Pelegish is without a Ksuba, meaning the Shibudim of a Ksuba, Ksuba itself is the Rabbanon, where we Paskin. Is there Kedushin without a Ksuba, without the Shibudim, or no Kedushin, no Ksuba? So Sefer Mikna, Tain is, it's not a Machlechus. You need, for the commoner, you need Kedushin, because you need a Maizah Kedushin after Matan you need a Maizah Kedushin, otherwise uh, it's a Din Zayinim. And the shaila is, is there a different level where the agreement is there's no shibudim? Obviously, took care of her, fed her, whatever. But there's no official shibudim represented in the ksuba, but there is a maizikadushin. The king doesn't need a maizikadushin because the power and the kayach of the king, the fact that there's a hasmana which is accepted, it's not forced, and she's coming to live as one of the queens in the palace, that itself has the force of the maizikadushin itself without the maizikadushin. The Kayacha Kenyan without the actual Maisa Kenyan. And everybody else needs the Maisa Kenyan, and therefore we have minimized the Machlekes. So Kalev, everything's after Matan Tari, and Pelegish Begiva, and, uh, and Gidon's uh, Pelegish over here was Mutter, but that would have been according to the Gears of the Mahalad that there was a Maisa Kedushin, which would make it very similar to a regular marriage, without the Shibudim of the Ksuba. The fact, for our purposes in the, uh, in the backdrop over here, there are 70 sons and one, instead of a grand total of 71, because he feels, uh, this is not a defense at all, and I don't even mean it as a lean but his allegiance and his leanings and his family's encouragement comes from his mother's family in Shechem, which is never a great place to start revolutions, in case you're thinking of working on one. 
Shechem, as we're going to see soon in the parsha, is Meyuchid for Paranius, and this is classic uh, Shechem. And he's going to bring up, even today, this ridiculous idea that, you know, we can't have 71 leaders. Who has to have 71 leaders? He decided, we can't have 71 leaders, and since the 70 from his regular wife and me from the Pelegish, you're my family, you're my mother's family, my uncles and cousins from Shechem, why don't you support me? I'm running for office. And if he was only running for office, it wouldn't be as bad, but he wasn't running for office. He was running for office and planned on getting the support and killing everybody else, which is never acceptable. Obviously, if you'd ask him, he would say, Apidin, why'd they become a Maribamachas? He decided he wants to be king, so they're a Maribamachas. It's scary because I don't want to over explain. We do have to understand where this is coming from. That's a scary thought. He decided. Then, then you can explain the Taka. How, how can you dare your Ratzach? Khalila, I'm not a Ratzach. And there will be Rishayim that hold. You have to explain this. I'm going to repeat it again when I show you the Rishayim inside. The Rishayim hold, he's listed in the Shaftim. How can he be listed in the Shaftim? I'm a plain Ratzach who has a bloody coup. The answer is, he said, what bloody coup? What coup? That's, uh, that's for other countries in Africa. We don't, have, uh, we don't have takeovers. This is not an army uh, takeover. I, my father, Amy Avimelech, is only one ruler. My Shabbat told Yeshua that. Hachal kat kat. Dabran echad ladar. There's only one leader, and they don't agree. They're in my way. That's called a Maribamachas. It's a beautiful alumnus. It's just completely, I would use the word dead wrong, but that's a bad pun. Horrible. And he goes and he just gets rid of everybody because of this. There's absolutely no excuse. There is a concept of Maribamachas, and we're going to see some Rambam soon. But whatever Havamin is we say, uh, which he would have said and did say, they don't, uh, they don't add up. So I want to make that clear, even though we're going to try to explain what exactly is going on over there. Yes? Very good, and we will get to that. The answer is um, maybe it's a machlekes, possibly a machlekes v'shainim. The reason that's important is you want to tie that into a machlekes in Shavtim, which you're doing. It's going to be more nogea, believe it or not, when it comes to Yiftach than it is over here. So remind me in a few months, because Yiftach... The same thing plays over. Yiftach is a real shayfit, a real tzaddik, made a big mistake at the end, but putting aside what happened with his daughter with the carbon, he really got the job done. He really meant well, and he was in his shalom. When they started up and threw him out, he didn't put up a fight, and he had the power to do so. He just left and moved away. Unlike Avimelech, who picked a fight, followed through, and massacred everybody. So, there it's going to be a Shiloh. What was the Havamina when they came back to him? What was the Moscow? What was there? Seems to be some dispute over there, and there is a basis for each side over there. So it's a very good question, but not so much over here because whatever it was, he's making an incorrect assumption, and everything goes downhill from there. His assumption is, I'm supposed to be king <laughs> after that. Once you convince yourself of that, then it's going to be a disaster. And that's not totally the Machlek as of you sure because no one's trying to Yarshin. The kingship, because we just had the parrot before, they asked Giddon, and Giddon said, Lie with an olive. So there is no kingship. The whole thing was wrong. But scary, you can convince yourself of one position, and after that, who knows what's going to happen. He could just do whatever atrocities he wants in the name of uh, getting this done, and that's uh, pretty horrific. Yes? Mm-hmm. 
brothers thought he was trying to cut them out, and uh, you know there was a question of Marv Mahat. Does anybody tie in the fact that that this comes in and this is coming through the shape of Yosef? That there was some. I didn't uh, see anybody because it would be surprising if anybody would attempt to do that because according to where you're going with that, if you line it up, Avimelech is on Yosef's side, which I don't even want to mention them in the same paragraph. Yosef was a victim. He wasn't trying to take over. He played it wrong to even mention the Chaloyim, which is an Avua Emes, because you get them jealous and uh, if there's going to be a Gulf Mitzrayim that's the Tzara there and he's going to help them that's the good news oh we'll get to it later he didn't have to could have kept it under wraps that was the uh, time over here so I'm saying the whole thing was a mistake from beginning to end he decided he likes his name and he's very talented which I'm sure he was and his brothers just don't see it <laughs> that's, uh, that's a problem that's not an excuse for stealing anything let alone getting rid of anybody yeah So, so, I took, so I took care of that. There was no monarchy now. His hobby is so bad. He wants to be king. We don't have kings. We didn't have a king. We've been here a long time. Asneel ben Kanaz, and we had Zavira, and Barak, and Ehud, and, and your father, your father. It's not like his great-great-grandfather was off the kingship. This is not ancient history. They asked his father, you want to be king? And we'll pick a king. He said, no. How much more clear can you get? But he's ignoring what's in front of him. There will be a Malchus. Malchus needs ratification of a Sanhedrin. It has to be Nimshach, Apinovi. None of this is going on. And it's not going to go on later either. It's not like we're out of the period of the Shaftim. We're in the middle. So, Malchus, um, Mandekar, Like, what are we... <laughs> who, who gave him this crazy idea? The answer is it's enticing. Believe it or not, there are people without killing anybody, Baruch Hashem, in this country, there are people who run for office just for covet. I don't know if you can imagine such a thing. Just for the excitement of being a somebody. And the, I uh, hope that guy is not recording this. Is that something? That's uh, up there. Okay. Still working? Okay. So I, his vision was clouded due to the Redifus I covered. That's uh, Yeah, but these are all kings. Baruch Hashem went into Kufa, the whole Milo. The downside of the Hebrew Meishrotashetim will yet see, but the Milo was, they didn't have any rulers, so nobody can seize power because nobody wants the power because even the ones they had, they came to battle and the next day they went back home like Gidden did. That's the beauty of it. He's in the wrong Tkufa. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's bizarre. This is right after his father, Birabim, turned it down and he told him, he says, Hashem Malkechem, and this is the wrong Tkufa game, this almost Shmuz. And this should happen with his son. So again, why name them Avimelech? I don't see the criticism of Chazal as a tainan gidden, you shouldn't give him any ideas. The full force of the blame over here is going to be on Avimelech. Not on, not on Gideon. The fact that he made the ephod and they went astray with the Ebenezer, that was the kitrig on the household and that's why this happened and that's why in Shemayim it was allowed to happen in terms of a family almost being wiped out. That we see. But the naming of Avimelech was just the maybe one of the triggers, and that's what caused him to make the mistake, but that's not the problem. The problem was the ephod, which he met L'shem Shemayim also, but it, that was the backdrop of this, is the family lost Esiat the Shemayah. 
when that happened, and he died now in the last Pusik, and then they went off again. And that is blamed on him, and that's why the family's going to suffer. But that doesn't exonerate Avimelech. That's for our look, 2020 look in Shemayim, why this happened to a tzaddik like Gidon. So then we have an explanation, but I, I'm explaining what Avimelech was saying about Marib Machus and it's a Rambam, but uh, his whole Anacha was wrong. So that's a very, very frightening piece of Musr, how you can decide something and then everything else follows that decision and the original decision was never checked out. That's a, that's a very dangerous thing. So, Again, Lamanal Pilaksha Shebishem Yodalagam He Ben Vyasa Meshmoy Avi Melech Pasik Lamid Bez Vayamas Gidran Ben Yayash Beseva Taiva Vikabeh Bekever Yash Avi Baafra Avi Haizri. His father did Shuva, he's buried next to his father. And Bar Hashem, he didn't see anybody going off, and Klai Israel behaved and everybody was doing the right thing while he was alive. Lamid Gimel, Vahi Kasher Mez Gidran, Vyashuva Bene Israel, Vyiznu Achareha Bialim. Again, this is an extreme Yetzahara. We said many times, hard for us to understand the Yetzahara for the Avodah and for looking for lucky charms and all sorts of uh, things to divine the future and cover your bases. But covering your bases with one foreign deity or a half or a quarter is Avodah And they fell back despite the many years they had under Gidon where everybody was really doing the right thing. And this Baal Bris, quote-unquote, that was his name, was their new um, god in fashion that particular year. The Pasuk introduces the disaster about to unfold with a statement which needs uh, focus. You would think they're doing a Varazara, so, Lazachu Bene Yisrael Hashem. They don't remember Hashem? Well, that's, yeah, they don't remember Hashem. That's an understatement, though. No? The answer is, is that you can only go off if you forget the Nisim and the Flows, you forget the Akaras Atayv, and it follows the next Pasuk. The way to Achman Islam forget Akaras Atayv, Klape Kajbarhu, is to not work on your Akaras Atayv, Klape people. If you work on your Ben Amachavero, besides the fact that all Ben Amachavero is part of Ben Amachavero, you will be working on your Midas Klape people and then polishing yourself to be that's a way to become more of a Tzalem Elokim. And Akaras Atayv is a major, major factor in Avedis Hashem. Like, big part of every Shemana Esrei has my demo, I'll get to one second. And the Pasuk is going to follow right now that Hashem just saved them, used Gideon as a Shliach, and they had a incredible victory in Nisim and Aflos. And they forgot all that. Didn't forget it one day, but Gidden's no longer here. And it sounds pretty immediate. And Laman Hay says, And they didn't remember what Gidden did for them. He put his life on the line a number of times. Uh, worked extremely hard to get Klai Yisrael back on track, which he succeeded in doing. And now they allow a group of hoodlums from Shechem to destroy his family. This is giving a, an overview of what's about to happen, and it boils down to, you think it's murder. So yeah, it doesn't have to be explained. The answer is no, it comes from lack of a karistatayv, and that can lead 
to murder because wiping out the family of the person who just saved you and he's such an honor of and he turned down the malchus and this is what you do. So Pasek, Lamed, Dalet, and Lamed, Hey, together. And Chazal points this out, that he who forgets what his friend or what his leader did is going to forget Takarish Baruch Hu, and vice versa, the same midah. What did Hashem do for me lately? What did you do for me lately? So you're capable of doing many, many horrible things if you conveniently forget, or if somebody has a guilty conscience, he'll first conveniently forget what was done, and then he'll go and do all those horrible things. So Maidim is extremely important, and Hodoya Klape people is extremely important, because you'll never be able to get off track if you always remember I'm a Shubud every morning to show my curse and the reason I'm here and Hashem is giving me the Kachas and the life is to perform. And that's how I show that curse Yes? Yes? Uh, no, and we never... It's all the same. It's... The Gemara says they wanted a matter of Arias. Yeah, that always came in the territory, but before you even get there, they're always, they're living among Goyim. They still don't have all the Goyim at the which is the problem, and in the general area of the Goyim. And everybody's always looking for shortcuts in life. This is still that. The Avedis Hashem is very rewarding, and certainly Be'elam Abba. But you got to work hard. It's easier to just, yeah, why don't I just get, a, I'll get the rabbit's foot over here, and I'll get this over there. The humans do that because it's a quick shortcut, and everybody wants a quick fix. It doesn't work that way. That's, that's why these things keep appearing. They're not. Look, if you interview these people, they'd say, What do you mean? I went to the Ashkama minion. We just go to the base of Baal afterwards. So, why are they doing that? The answer is, We want Hashem to help us also. Well, that's Havarazar. Chet Eagle had that problem. Yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's introducing what's about to happen. Instead of, uh, he didn't want the malchus, fine. So make sure they at least survive. If you need help for the administration of Kaisal, it's a very good family to do it. That's why I gave that introduction. And they allow Avimelech to come with a bunch of mafiosos and wipe them all out. Like nobody, where was everybody? Uh, well, we'll read the Pesukim and then you'll tell me. I, it's, it caught people by surprise, yes. But you need help, and things don't happen in a vacuum. Shechem isn't a city a thousand miles away, and all of a sudden they came in F-16 and bombed the place. You've got to go to Shechem. It's got to be a discussion. This is a city nearby. Yeah, yeah. And there's got to be, like, nothing in a vacuum. There's got to be a certain sense of somebody getting up and saying, wait a second, that's ridiculous. What do you mean taking over? Forget the murder part. What do you mean taking over? He just, the, the man's a tzaddik. This is what you do to his family? How can you contemplate? There's got to be a, an atmosphere that allows this. So, most of the people, same thing happened to Chet Egel, by the way, in any of that's done publicly. Chet Egel was a half a percent of people who actually did it. At 99.5%, but that was the problem. 99.5% to a half a percent. So say something. <laughs> do something. Don't just... Just be complacent and, oh, well, yeah, Shechem, that's the city that's muchet for Peronius. Uh, we never uh, talk to people from there, that bunch of hoodlums. Yeah, they are. So if you know there, Shechem has to be watched. You watch it better, not ignore it. And that's a lack of Akar Zatayv. When you don't do something, inaction is also a lack of Akar Zatayv. Yeah? In response to what he was saying, Rashi says, Yeah. You could maybe do it rationally, but 
Yeah, that's why I say quote unquote. That, 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 this is this is a shame that's him. But it doesn't make it they're all they're all the same. It's that same Yetzahara is that, you know, maybe there are forces out there that on Tuesday control was going on and I uh, got some stocks I need to go up, you know. <laughs> People get funny that way. And there was and all the Umasalam did that. They're all over the place with five hundred Avarazaras for every and uh, yeah, hedging their bets. But that's <laughs> that's Avarazara. So this possibility is, a, uh, is an introduction, and the inaction is not an excuse. That's the uh, theme over here. So there's a lot of... Uh, it's a shame we would never come across something like this. If somebody's coming uh, as horrific, this is really going to be a bloodbath. But that's not the point. The point is you see something, you hear something's going on, say something. This is a family that just says... It's not a family from like 200 years ago. It did something. This is uh, recent history. That's the, that's the beginning of the problem. Pasuk Lamed Vav. Just read to you the Lushan, by the way, of the Yalkut, who uh, brings this point out before we see Lamed Vav. The Pesukim together of Lo Zachru, Kosh Baruch Lo Zachru, the Chesed and Gidon. Yalkut's Lushan, Ilo Asa Chesed and Beis Yubal, that's Gidon, Zachru Sashem. Had they been more focused on the Ibn al had they been honing their skills in their hakaras ataiv. That hakaras ataiv, what was that? That hakaras ataiv would have spilled over and would have enriched them in terms of their personality to understand that hakaras ataiv is a machayev, and then it would have been there for their avedis Hashem. Havi kol mi shu aisa chesed ki lemaida b'chol anisim shasla kosh baruchu meyem shiatzi yisrael mitzrayim. So the person practices chesed with another human being. When a person practices another chaveru. It directly helps our Vedas Hashem, as I mentioned, two ways. It's a mitzvah by itself, part of Tayyar mitzvahs, but it also makes them the type of person and internalizes that nothing's coming to you and you can never be finished saying thank you. And a Kharasatayv is valuable not only in your interactions with people, but once you understand the notion, you will be a better Evid Hashem because you always have to have a Kharasatayv. So, Maisa, when somebody went to Bazbar the Chavetz Chaim, Chavaz Chaim was davening a lot longer than he was, and he went over to him afterwards, and he said, Rebbe, says, I'd like to know, because he wanted to emulate, he says, the extra tefillahs you're saying, what do you have in that nusach? I'd like to pick up some extra uh, tefillahs. He meant it in a, in a positive way. And Chavaz Chaim told him, he said, there are no extra words over here. The difference might be that if you come davening to Kosh Baruch Hu, and davening for you is all about the ask, so you have a finite list of things you want to ask for. You finish asking, then you finish my answering. If it's about saying thank you, you never finish saying thank you. And that's why it's got to take longer. It's a beautiful idea. You can ask for things in my answering. That's fine. But my dim is Shaila, why Orbishan agree, but the first Baruch HaShemana is Ma'akev, the Shvach. And you're not yes, Shemana Esri without it. Kemat. We just don't let you go back because you might mess it up again. Maidim is a close second. If you mess up the bakoshas, then you're stam, not focused. Hashem uh, is the only one who will give it to you. If you have something, why don't you ask? But Maidim, if you get Maidim, then you, you don't know what the Aved is all about. So that's the Yalkut, and the uh, person, the Yalkut ends, call me Shaina Isa Chesed Kilu Kaifer, because if he doesn't practice his Akarasatayv, doesn't understand the notion, he can't really be an Eved Hashem. So it's very, uh, very stark, and it's going to unfold over here in an extremely negative way. Pasagalif. 
You know what, let's go to the Peligayetz, uh, even though we don't like ending on a bad thing, but the next Perik, I don't really have any other place to end, so <laughs> unfortunately. So let's go to the Peligayetz, we won't end this year yet, and we'll, uh, we'll start with Perik Tesemitz Hashem next week. We were discussing Tairach on page Reish, Mem Hay in the first part of the Sefer. The Elam online over here, I don't know if you uh, bought a Peligayetz yet. Uh, if you don't have access to one, if you remind me during the week, we could put it in the Marimachimus. If somebody has to uh, email either myself or Tzaddik. First part of the Sefer, page Reish Mem Hey. We were in the entry of Tairach, Lepum Tzar Agra, and the incredible Schar for the Amelis, and uh, how sweet the Amelis can be, even though you're Schwitzing, but you understand the value of it, and he now goes to a very interesting point about not being matriach others more than necessary and the others seizing an opportunity to be mechabed people. And that's the way it works. You can have a mitzvah not to obviously be read of covet and ask for things, but the others have a mitzvah to try to do chesed with you. And that's not a steer, and you'll see he spells it out quite clearly. Go about six lines down. The first word line is Tivakshenu, in the middle of the line. Just like we just explained that your Tircha Mitzvah is a schus, the Pum Tzara Agra, the Schar is according to the Amelus and the Tsar of the Mitzvah. And compare it to when you try to make money and one after Gashmias, you have no problem schwitzing as long as you see a goal. You should be very hesitant to be matriach of the people when it's not necessary. So Mitzvah stand up for the Zaken, for the Chacham, and yet the Gemara says that he shouldn't make it too often or too obvious in a situation where he has path A and path B and he can matriach less people, even though for them it's a schus. When possible. And yet, there was another chazal, should dafka go in front of them to give them the schus, so standing up. So which is it? It's their opportunity. So one Chazal says to give them the opportunity. And the Gemara is on that. There's a mitzvah. They, they want the opportunity of the Shemesh. And it says that it's a mitzvah to try to go the other way when possible. So which is it? He's going to give a shot now, which is very nagea to your kids. Uh, extremely nagea. His kibbut of aim is about giving hadrocha, and the standing up for parents, as we covered in our Kibbutz of Amshirim, and this dar shvachamaisis. So we hope the assumption is that everybody's meichel, whether that's a good idea or not. It's a different story, because then we just took, uh, it's a function of covered and then not sitting in that place, which still has a vestige, one that people keep. That, that's the front seat, you don't sit there. Still is a difference, uh, the lying on the couch, completely horizontal. So there's, there's not standing up. And then there's, I don't want to compare a geder of a Mordechai of Loza. <laughs> you come in, there has to be some 
Hakar, especially if they're talking directly to you, maybe you just at least prop your head on the pillow, like something. Uh, there, there might be an in-between. If it's not working, you've got to pick your battles, but over here, the Pellier is going to suggest that it's a tremendous chutz for them, but if it's not working and you're causing a liability, then don't do it. You can't do that across the board because they have to listen because if it's a free-for-all in the house, you can't be mechanic them, and they will not grow up happy. Forget the mitzvahs they're not doing. Children need focus and need parameters. Parents think, ah, you've got to like, you know, but it'll all hang loose. They're not any happier. We didn't even get to Olam Haba. Olam Haba could really be destructive. They're not happier. They like uh, there's uh, some uh, psychologists who have suggested over the decades that, uh, yeah, just let them go to sleep whenever they want and do whatever they want, eat whatever they want, spend whatever they want, and then they, they'll really be very well adjusted. That's so ridiculous. Don't do a from cat. That's so ridiculously insane. Humans need parameters to be focused and happy, and children certainly do. And I think it's asking a lot for a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old, even a teenager, tell them, yeah, go sleep at 2 in the morning. You'll be fine tomorrow. Don't worry about it. And if you don't like it, you could switch it. They'll be bouncing off the wall for weeks before they realize this because they didn't get any sleep. And uh, it's hard to fix these things up. So, of course, they need parameters. So he's not saying in this next paragraph that you should not be involved in anything. He's saying you have to know which battles to pick and... Certain things are obvious. They have to be part of a regular functioning household and a regular productive chinuch. And then there are some where um, if you can be mochel or look the other way once in a while, then so be it, depending on the circumstances. Look at the bottom paragraph. So what's the answer to this seemingly... Um, it's a, nothing's a real steer, you've got to answer it. He's talking about covered zakin, covered chacham. He's going to tie it in with keep it of aim. All the same idea. If they dafka want it, they look forward to it, and they're good at it, and they're getting schar for it, then dafka put them in a situation where they're going to have the opportunity. Top line. In the family setting, you have to keep this in mind. They're looking for opportunities to be mishares and to go do and to, you walk in the house and they uh, run to bring your slippers. I remember I gave this example to somebody. He said, no, my dog does that. I said, it's a pity because the dog's not mechuyiv and mitzvahs. So you're kind of wasting it on. <laughs> uh, and why is the dog so excited to do it? Because he's not a mitzvah, he doesn't have the yates of hard not to. <laughs> so, I don't know if I have to friend for why the dog is. But had uh, Dover who, so I said, what else did he do? So, you know, you could teach a dog many uh, tricks, not all dogs, I guess, that's the expression. But, uh, you know, they could bring you the, the, the paper and the slippers and breakfast and. Uh, Where's the schusim of the, uh, of the children and uh, bringing your father a cup of coffee? Don't you want the father that uh, wants his child to get a lamaba? It's an opportunity. So he says, well, it depends. It's an opportunity if they see the value in it. You can teach them the value. If every time for a simple thing it's, uh, it's a battle, then maybe they're not ready for it yet. You can go back to the dog. Not to compare the two. But he says you've got to size up. 
If they're interested in doing it again, either for Stam Chesed or the value that this is their parent, this is their Rebbe, depending on what you're asking and the circumstances and the people and the age, which is not great, but Lamaisa, they're going to be in negative territory if they don't do it or if they don't do it with a smile. And if they're doing it because they feel like they're being forced, then try to avoid it. And if you can do it yourself, then just do it yourself. So he's saying there is value, even when you can do it yourself, to ask them to do it. Why not give them a You're helping them buy Olam Haba. It's an amazing chesed for them. But if it's not working well, then if it becomes chas shalom and aveir, it's negative territory, and you don't really need it, Baruch Hashem, you can do it yourself. So then do it yourself. And yes, it's a big tircha to put up the kettle and uh, heat up the water, which we don't have today, really. And he's going to do it, but they're sleeping. So he said, so don't start up, because people don't do as well in the as when you wake them up. Wake somebody up, come on, get me a cup of coffee. Well, I hope they don't ask, I want to get myself a cup of coffee, you just woke me up. <laughs> we'll talk about that. So he says, you got to be smart and apply it when you think it's going to be a schus for them. And that's a chesed in their direction. So what has to be done for the servicing when it's really necessary is their mitzvah. If you need it, you need it. If you don't, size up quickly. It's a tremendous chus for them and it's chus for you to give them the opportunity, but not if it runs into negative territory. You've got to figure that out by each case. Have a good day. It's a shame. We'll see you next week. Well,